What's up, guys and girls? This is episode 27, and this is Carlos Jr. back with the Carlos Jr. Journey, and in this episode, I'm going to be talking about righteousness and what it means and how it was how it is used in modern days and how it was used in ancient days. So, if you think about righteousness in the modern days, you think about... A man or woman who does the right thing most of the time and you know people are not perfect so people may make mistakes and you know it's a good thing to make mistakes actually to 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 learn from your mistakes and to grow into a better person but the thing is a righteous person is one who followed the path of righteousness and is one who is healthy and who does the right things most of the time. That That's also how it was in the ancient days. But the righteousness of ancient humans and ancient civilizations were more um, primitive. And they were uh, more ritualistic than people in modern days and what i mean by that is is because the groups of people in ancient civilizations such as ancient egypt or ancient greece their type of lifestyle was uh like a ritual it was very ritualistic and in this way they were able to prosper very effectively and efficiently and build uh, magnificent structures that and these structures symbolized the the divinity within man and woman and earth and the heavens and what i mean by the heavens is pretty much the divine world and the divine world is pretty much the collective the collectiveness of the the male and female aspects of the creation of the universe to unify those two uh two genders and it it manifested this divine world um that's why a male and female can create a baby because you know for th- th- because ever since the creation the f- creation of the universe it w- the male and the female always represented the divine world together um so these ancient civilizations in Egypt and Greece actually really studied this stuff like very in depth and they were attempting to figure out the mathematics and uh, behind the the man and woman um they're mostly concerned about the man 
because, um, you know, righteousness, you know, mostly it comes with, uh, with the male aspects of life because uh, righteousness describes the doing the right and and completing life um, on a righteous path or on a right path you know no wrongdoings and things like that and through the very nature of the male and the female, the male is, is represents the right side, and the female represents the left. Um, but it could be switched around. Uh, the, but the thing is, the female represents the the moon. And the male represents the sun. So it's the the bright and the dark. It's the yin and the yang. And together, the yin and the yang is in itself a divine symbol. Um, as well as the triangle. Because there's three points on a triangle, and it represents the manifestation of the divine world. Because it has one point for the male, one point for the female, and the third point for the divine world. Um, so this was studied very in-depth in ancient civilizations and this allowed the human to get very in-depth with the beauty and the mathematics behind the body um, and heart and mind because beauty in itself was what was being manifested through this mathematics and mathematics in this of the earth and universe there's a mathematical mathematical sequence and over time these mathematical sequences form sacred geometrical shapes And what I mean by sacred geometrical shapes is like flowers. And they form like flower type shapes over time. If you if you see the pattern in which planets make over time orbiting the sun, it actually forms a flower type shape. And it and that's a sacred geometrical pattern. It's the... It, that itself is the true beauty of creation itself. 
if you're trying to create something or the universe itself being uh ex- the, the universe expanding like whoa you might be wondering like where is the universe expanding to like if it's forming these sacred geometrical shapes what will be formed out of them and the thing is everything was created out of them these sacred geometrical shapes started from the very beginning of time these patterns continued on and these patterns people may also know them as the quantum it's a quantum theory and um, I'll go over quantum theory in another episode but for now I'm going to be talking about what righteousness is all about and how you can use it in your life if if you know exactly what it, it was about in the when it's when it was first created and what it actually represented what righteousness actually means so ancient egyptians were very righteous um not m- there is a lot of control and there's a lot of power in the process the thing is those who kept the information secure with an army to defend them are the ones that are going to stay secure and that's what happened these very righteous people in ancient Egypt had the knowledge, the scriptures of the creation of the universe and, and the planets and their orbits and the position of the stars to allow them to figure out their position geographically on earth using the very knowledge of sacred geometrical patterns and placed they were able to create well let me get let me get to let me to say, say this the people those righteous people had an army to defend them because they had the most wise information that couldn't be necessarily leaked because it was they needed to keep it secure it was very very important to keep everything very secure because if if they didn't the foundation of knowing what the creation of the universe 
was all about would disappear. Um, but these righteous people, they had the army. So, but they, these righteous and wise men who had this sacred geometrical information about the creation of the universe positioned, they were able to position, um, a location on earth to place the Great Pyramid of Giza. I might not be correct on this, or I might be, but I'm pretty sure that the Great Pyramid of Giza was placed on a longitude and latitude, la I mean, longitude and latitude of zero, or at least on a longitude and latitude pointing toward, towards a star. or a constellation of stars. And I believe it, it was Osiris, maybe not, but the thing is, they were able to use the position of the stars to place this Great Pyramid of Giza. And they also created the Great Pyramid of Giza and the geographical nature of the Nile River to be able to create this pyramid on top of this river and and it was an underground flowing river as well so they're able to build the pyramid on top and each block of these great pyramid of the great pyramid of Giza each stone, those, those massive stones were precisely and mathematically engineered and uh, they, they were like flushed, you know, they, people engineered these stones to be extremely precise measurements. Um, and they're doing this through ritualistic uh, procedures. And these ritualistic procedures were uh, music and rhythm. The way people were engineering and building and farming and getting food passed around and making food and, you know, the lower class people, you know, having to make everything and the righteous people have, you know, designing the Great Pyramid of Giza. It was like a rhythm. And it was a rhythm that was perfected. Mostly. It was mostly perfected. Pretty much, it was pretty much perfected. I mean, the Great Pyramid of Giza was created with the sacred geometrical patterns to be able to uh, generate energy from the Nile River and and store the energy within the pyramid, and it creates such a powerful energy force inside of the pyramid, where it can send energy 
at the top of the pyramid, at the very tip top, sends it right up there and out, and disperses it out into the uh, into the atmosphere. Um, and so they use that to use the energy in the atmosphere because it was a frequency and they knew that there's different frequencies being, uh, created and there's the frequency of, of the rhythm that they're making with the workers and, you know, doing their jobs. When they were doing their jobs, they were making a rhythm. Uh, and it was a flow. And everything just flowed. And... You know, that in itself, the workers and the wise men that itself was they were able to create the great pyramid of Giza and it was through the ritualistic rhythms of you know stomping or clapping or hammering of tools or um even animals you know, walking, everything in nature was synchronized. Everything they did was synchronized into where it seemed like a ritualistic uh, hypnosis. And it was a, it's a hypnosis that led to the, that led for the progression and flow of the creation of the Great Pyramid of Giza. And that was 30,000 years ago. Um, that, for, but also, like, for, for ancient Greece, they made statues, right? And they made statues where... They studied the body so in depth where they're able to figure out the position of your hand, like each each part of your body, and to position it in such a way where you where you look the most beautiful. And in that way they you and the way they did that is they figured out the mathematics behind the human body. Um, and when they did that, they they figured that they were using the, these sacred geometrical shapes as well. And they've realized that the Fibonacci sequence, also known as the golden ratio is a mathematical sequence that produces uh, a flow-like 
spiral that that goes up ever ever so slightly um more a little more than the last and it creates a spiral and they figured that if they use this fibonacci sequence in the in this in the way you position a human and and the way they stand up and and the way they look and the way that they face and the way they put their hands and the way they put their feet and legs and arms and chest will create a beautiful piece of art and when they did this they discovered something really magnificent they they've discovered that the human body was so is so godly because when they when they used these fibonacci sequences on the body it was so perfectly aligned to the way that the human is and in the way they created these statues is was like uh it was the most beautiful thing and it was godly and it is godly you know the human body is godly you know they made statues of goddesses and gods and they made temples for the gods and goddesses which is you know the, for their honor of the, the beauty of the the human nature and um also you know and and when you know in greek ancient greece they there's also the pantheon you know i think that's what it's called the greek pantheon is a temple right greek let me look it up right quick pantheon mm, let me see real quick pantheon no yes yeah parthia parthenon the parthenon parthenon okay all right the temp the, the greek structure of the parthenon that was created with sacred ge geometry in mind um because they used the different mathematical and sacred geometrical patterns to develop a righteous building and a righteous temple in which people can visit and you will literally feel like you're walking into a different world and that's the object that's the objective and um you know they they also had a ritualistic rhythm in place with workers um you know making music along with their work and that allowed for the flow 
of their manifestations. And but it's because it was a flow that everyone involved were synchronized and in harmony with each other. It may I might have been very brutal work for the workers and many of them may have even died in the process. But the thing is all of that was manifested for a reason. It is because the the knowledge of what of the sacred geometry behind the creation of the universe in itself revealed a beauty in which we can use here on earth and in our in our world as a person individually and um you know m- m- nowadays there's so many different distractions. There's cars, which is fine, you know, cars. But the thing is, back then, with their with the work of the Great Pyramid of Giza and and ancient Greece, is that there is no cell phone for them to get distracted. It was straight hard work, precise work, and increasing your knowledge every single day with the wisdom being presented to you to be able to develop the extreme beauty of what they're able to create. These These structures and architectures architectural buildings, you know, all these different things was righteous in the eyes of the modern time. Because in modern day, what is righteous is to do what is right all the time. But the thing is, wherever you are, there's always going to be consequences for actions and obstacles to overcome. But that's that's the process. And in modern times like to be like righteous people are healthy. They've got their things together. They got they got their everything in life in line. Mostly. Righteous people still make mistakes, like I said. But nowadays there's so many distractions that doesn't allow for the flow like rhythm. 
There's phones to distract us. There's people with negative mindsets. Or or corrupt um, perceptions of life. Or, you know, different... All these different things doesn't allow for a music-like flow in life. It really doesn't. And if people were to realize that for a moment, and if, let's say, a group of 100 people didn't have any phones near them at all, and they worked together in a music-like rhythm where everything they did was harmonized and synchronized in a music-like state, progr- pro- mute, that, that the progression of, the, of whatever is being made or whatever is being done gets enhanced so much more. It really does. Because it shows in ancient civilizations. Now, it does not. People get distracted so easily with those negative perceptions as well as um, cell phones and other electronics that our minds kind of don't, don't feel obligated to be in a rhythm with other people. Which is fine. It's fine because you you would want to be able to live your life without anybody else's, um, you know, without someone's, you know, opinions. You know, you don't need anybody's opinions to live your life. Um, really, like to to if you know you're living your life all right, you don't need a person coming in and saying something negative to you. No, that doesn't create a, a music-like rhythm. It creates a very sad, actually, type of type of perception in life. And that's most of the time. That's most of the time in most work cultures, in most places. There, there's no, there isn't that flow of people working together. And that is not righteous. So the most righteous in modern times are those who live their life righteously, not influenced by corrupt people or ignorant thoughts, and following the truth most of the time and speaking the truth always and... You know, it's, it's, that's what it is. If, 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 you know, like personally, I can say that I'm not the most righteous person, but I'm always striving to becoming more righteous, which is always goal and is, and is, will always lead up to uh, a healthier and more financially successful life. Because I've seen many financially successful people that were righteously... They, they were amazing people. They were not corrupt people. 
um, and people may be corrupted in one way or another through through whatever happens in their lifetime. You know, some people have their battle scars, but it's the in in synchronicity of work and lifestyles that don't allow for the progression of our civilization in modern times. The only thing that's going to progress is the expansion of technology as well as um, the, the less of need of humans in the workforce. But if, if you know, if a righteous mindset and a righteous path is one that is used with uh, synchronicity and a harmony and a rhythm between a lot of people to be able to develop and, ex- and expand and progress efficiently and effectively in a, in a pattern that will excel um, the, the, the human civilization or your, your business or your workforce. Whether it's military, and military does it best. The United States military does it best than anyone. And, you know, they, they, have their, they have their rhythms. And that's why they're able to be the, the best uh, military in the world. But, uh, you know, yeah, that's pretty much what it is for righteousness. It's, it's, but uh, I hope you like it. I li- hope you like this, uh, this episode. And um, in the next episode, I'll try to, I'll try to get my YouTube channel up and started, and I'll really try to, even even if it's crappy, I'll just try to get a video up, and I'll place a link in the description of my next episode, and that's what, or or my, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see how it goes, but thank you for listening, and I'll see you in the next one. Peace.